Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that you will be edified and Christ would be glorified. If you're new to our podcast, I'd encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. There you can find out more information about us. We have a statement of faith there as well as ways to contact us. And if you have a Bible question, we would do our best to answer that. You can submit it through our contact us page. You can also uh, contact us if you have a prayer request and we will add that to our webpage. If you're a prayer warrior, I'd please encourage you to go to our webpage and look at the prayer request. Uh, I get an email once in a while saying, well, that never changes. Well, you're right. It, it rarely changes, but it does change. And most of those people are actually outside of the United States. And they've had to make some more effort to get to an Internet to ask for that. And for those who have never traveled outside the United States, um, Internet is not always easily and readily available as it is here uh, in North America. And so, and they have to pay by the hour. Uh, to uh, use the internet and so uh, please please praise for those people today we're going to talk about to serve or not to serve that's the question I guess and so if you have a Bible I would encourage you to open it up and follow along and I will be uh, in Judges excuse me Joshua chapter 24 Joshua chapter 24 for the thrust of this uh, podcast if you don't have a Bible, you can go to our webpage and click on the Daily Bible Verse. And there it will take you to a webpage that does not sponsor us and we do not sponsor them. But there's multiple versions of Bibles in different languages and whatnot. And there you can, and can read it for free. You might even be able to download it for free. I know most app stores have a Bible that you can download. And I'm sure there's free ones out there as well if it's a concern to serve or not to serve you know we are all faced with making decisions one way or another as we go through life as children we perhaps didn't have to make so many our parents uh, made them for us or an adult made it for us but perhaps it's something that we just don't think about we just realize it's part of life and we make these decisions but every once in a while we we do we get one that's really weighs on our mind how are we going uh, to make this decision one way or another what avenue are we going to take perhaps it's a, a financial status maybe a, a job situation changing jobs uh, moving renting a home buying a home uh, how we're going to do this or how we're going to do that and are we going to send our kids to college or not are we going to send them to trade school so that the possibilities and decision making it will be non-ending until the day we die but there is also a decision that we have to make on spiritual matters and that would be are we going to serve God and all that he says, are we just going to serve what is convenient for us or just part of the word of what God says? It's all too easy to say, hey, I, I am a servant of God, 
and then in secret serve other gods or not tell anybody that you're really a Christian. You know, one of the key words in the section that we're about to read here in Joshua chapter 24 is the word serve. It is used 15 times. To serve God means to fear Him. And somebody says, well, we're not really supposed to be afraid of God. Well, there is this idea of respect. I mean, He is God and we need He's not your buddy uh, down at the bar or at the pool hall or at the bowling alley. He is God. And what also means the idea of serve is to obey Him and worship Him. It means to love Him and fix your heart upon Him. Obeying Him because you want to, not because you have to. Starting in verse 14, Now fear the Lord, and serve Him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites or in the which land that you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Verse 17. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our fathers out of Egypt, from the land of slavery, and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey among the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Omarites, who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord, because He is our God. You know, one thing that Joshua has made very clear to the people of Israel here is uh, they're going to have to make a decision. They're going to have to make a decision whether or not to serve the Lord, the God of Israel. There can be no the neutrality. You can't play it in the middle. You know, so many people in our society like to ride the fence of, of not making a decision especially when it comes to Christ. They, they think by avoiding this decision to be a true servant of God, that they're actually in this safe zone. They also do not want to uh, give up the things that they worship or put God out in, in front in their lives. That's a problem. And, you know, we have a society who just they want to be their own God. They, they want to say, you know what, I'm living a pretty good life. I'm not out uh, killing people. I'm not out bank robbing or whatever. I'm a good guy. Well, you're just making the standard and comparing your standard to others around you. You're not comparing that standard uh, to the God's Word. God's Word is pretty clear that all of us are sinners and we truly need uh, God in our lives. And we need to make sure whatever 
uh, we put in front of God, we need to remove that because that is an idol. That is worshiping a false god. Now, some people are going to say, well, you know, I've got to put my kids first. Well, yes, you need to take care of your children. You also need to take care of your spouse. But you really need to take care of your spiritual things, too. And you need to have that first. You need to take care of what God is telling you to take care of. You need to worship Him and not your children and not your spouse and not your job. Those things are, are important in our lives. God knows that. Uh, to think God's an idiot, uh, we, ne we need to be careful there. God knows uh, that if you're married, you need to take care of your spouse. He knows if you have children, you need, they need fed and they need clothes. He knows all of that. And He will help you and He will take care of all those things and in, along the way and encourage you if you keep Him in the first part of your life, number one. You know, Joshua here, he tells them, again, if they, if they serve God, the Lord, then they would have to get rid of all these false gods. And that some of them were secretly worshiping false gods. Even after this great experience of the Exodus, uh, you go through and you read some of that, some of the Jews still sacrificed to the gods of Egypt. And Jacob had given this name, uh, the same warning, excuse me, uh, to his family back in Genesis chapter 35. And Samuel would give the same warning in his day and time in First uh, Samuel chapter 7, uh, starting around verse 3 and following after that. And so the people of Israel have been warned multiple times to serve God and God alone. And we need to have the same a conversation in our world today. We need to serve God first and Him alone. Again, Joshua is not suggesting that the people could choose to worship the false god of the land, and God would accept that, uh, for there's no other option. Joshua is making it clear. There is no other option but to serve God. Being a wise and spiritual man that Joshua is, he knows that everyone must worship something or someone in their life, whether they really realize it or not. Because humanity is, broadly, is religious, one way or another. And, I mean, seriously, I mean, I know missionaries that have gone to the continent of Africa, and they've claimed that they've gone to places where Jesus' name has never been mentioned or taught, but the people there are worshiping something. They have some kind of pole, tree, rock, whatever, uh, that they are worshiping. And so, uh, even in our society in, in the Western Hemisphere, this idea of uh, the New Green Deal type idea, that is really worshiping creation and not the Creator. I'm not saying for the moment that we should not want to take care of our water and our air and the resources that we have that God has blessed us with. But God is going to control. He controls the weather. He controls a lot of things that we don't want to give Him credit for. And so that is a religion even in our day and time. Joshua, he knew that if the Jews didn't worship the true God, at some point, they're going to end up worshiping false gods, and it's going to be the false gods of that land. 
His point was that they could not do both. And neither can we today. We, we can worship one thing or another, or we will have a true place in our hearts for God. I mean, you can only serve one God. Jesus makes that clear. Uh, you can't serve both uh, God and money. What are you going to put first? And again, God knows you need money to pay taxes and buy food and pay the rent. Again, God's not an idiot. He knows those things. It's a priority issue. Are we serving God or are we serving ourselves? And it's kind of interesting here as we read through this that Joshua, the people, you know, in this discussion that they have, they assure Joshua that they really wanted to worship and serve the only true God, the Lord God of Israel. And they gave their reasons. The Lord had delivered them out from Egypt, brought them through the wilderness, and taken them into the promised land. Joshua had declared that uh, he and his house would only serve the Lord there in verse 15. And that's a very famous verse out of the book of Joshua. And the people said, therefore, in verse 18, we will also serve the Lord, for he is our God. Verse 19, Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. Notice here, if you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods. He will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. The people said to Joshua in verse 21, No, we will serve the Lord. And then Joshua said, You are witnesses against yourself that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. Verse 23, Now then, Joshua said, Throw away the foreign gods that are among you, and yield your hearts to the Lord God, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, We will serve the Lord our God and obey him. Verse 25, On that day Joshua made a covenant for the people, and there he drew up for them decrees and laws. And Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God. Then he took a large stone and set it up there under an oak near the holy place of the Lord. Verse 27. See, he said to all the people, This stone will be a witness against you. It has heard all the words the Lord has said to us, and it will be witness against you if you are untrue to your God. Then Joshua sent the people away, each to his own inheritance. When the former generation was at Mount Sinai, they had said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. You find that in Exodus chapter 19, verse 8. But a few weeks later, there, here they are, they are worshiping a golden calf. Again, so Joshua knows that it's all too easy for the people to promise to obey the Lord God, but it was quite something else for them to actually do it. 
His stern words were meant to curb their, their overconfidence and make them look honestly deep inside their own hearts. How often, how often do we do the same thing? We make a promise to God that we will no longer live in sin, that we want to be faithful followers, but only to, to turn back to our old ways. Old habits are hard to break, and we can't break them alone. We really have to want God to help us with that. Israel was married to Jehovah, and he would not tolerate any rivals in their hearts. He's a jealous God. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 5 says, He is a holy God, and He will never permit them to, do, to be divided in their loyalty. Just like uh, us today, just as a husband and wife uh, are to be faithful in their marriage vows, and jealousy kind of guards their mate's affection. I mean, but we don't want our spouses out running around with other people. And that's kind of what God is trying to say here, you know. Uh, I had that same kind of jealousy. So Israel and the Lord uh, had to be faithful to each other. And again, the same application applies to us today. We are in this relationship with God, and He demands that we remain faithful and true to Him. And Joshua warned them what would happen if they did not get rid of their idols. They would eventually forsake the Lord God, and he would have to correct him. And they would lose all their blessings. He had so graciously given them the promised land. Their greatest need was to cleanse their hearts of allegiance to other gods. And to incline their hearts only to the Lord. It, they persisted in, in hiding and having this hidden type loyalty. God would not forgive them. And you can read that in Exodus 23, verse 21. But he, he would punish them for their sins. Three times the people affirmed their desire here uh, to serve only the Lord God in, in this chapter that we just studied. In verses 16 through 18, verse 21, and verse 24. And Joshua took them at their word. So that they would not forget this solemn covenant, Joshua wrote it in the book of the law and set up a large stone as their witness to their agreement. And this is the, the ninth and last memorial uh, mentioned in the, in the book of Joshua. I can think of a few times we've all shown desire to serve God and Him only. This is the... This is when, perhaps when we, we, we were first baptized or when we, we first make this decision to, hey, I really want to be a Christian. I really want to be a child of God. You know, and we've all made this promise. We have verbally said it publicly. Uh, we want to remain faithful in our service to God until he calls us home. I mean, it's not any different today when we do that than it was in the days of Joshua. We say we want to serve God and God alone. And we have this bad habit of going off and serving other gods and remaining faithful. Moses had named Joshua as his uh, successor. And it's significant that God 
didn't tell Joshua to appoint another successor when he dies. I mean, the elders who served with Joshua uh, guided the nation after his death, but then the people would go astray and began to disobey the Lord, and they worshiped false gods and, and, and the Canaanite gods. And you, you can read this in the book of Judges. You know? the, the key words in the book of Judges, there was no king in Israel, and each did what was right in their own eye. Some versions said right in their own heart. Why didn't the next generation know the Lord and the God and what he had done for Israel and the promises that they had made? Because the people of Joshua's generation failed to keep their promise to teach their children and their grandchildren to fear and serve the Lord. Have we failed in our generation? Have we failed to tell our children and grandchildren about Jesus and what he has done? Why we go to church? Why we believe in the Bible? Who Jesus really is? I mean, Jesus is not like an accessory to a car that we buy. He is, he's everything. He's not the cherry on an ice cream. Uh, he, again, we have to put Christ first. Have we unknowingly or perhaps wittingly fallen into the same trap as the people in the day of Joshua? I mean, with less and less younger people, and in fact, older people now, uh, less and less people believe in God. They all believe and say, well, I'm going to heaven. I don't, I don't have to serve. God's here to serve me. Well, he's already served us by dying on a cross. I mean, seriously, we need to be worshiping him and serving him. What makes us think that God has changed his mind from the time of Joshua's day until this very moment in time? God is still a jealous God. He is not pleased when we put him in second place, third place, or last place many times. And that's even within congregations. We, we have all these events going on, and it's okay that we do. But are we really worshiping and studying the Word of God? Or are we just entertaining people and seeing how many people we can get in the building with free food and cast cards and uh, movie nights and whatnot? I'm not saying any of those things are wrong, but what's the priority? And I guarantee you, when those things stop and you don't do them anymore, those people quit coming. I mean, everybody wants a freebie. We, we may not have a secret pagan statue in our homes with a little altar and, and burning incense and offerings. I'm, some people might. But as a whole, I don't believe that that goes on with people who claim to be Christians. But we can still have strange gods in our lives that will prevent us from making the decision on how we can improve our life and our search for absolute spiritual truth, to improve our walk and our talk as Christians. I mean, just as the text stated, Joshua took the people for their word, and they promised that that day they would be faithful. 
But again, like I've already said, the very next book, within a chapter, I mean, Joshua dies, and within a chapter, they're already worshiping false gods. They're no longer even serving God. You might be able to fool people around you. You might be able to fool people in the pew next to you. You might be able to fool your preacher, your elders, whoever. But you're never going to fool God. And that should be an attention grabber. I certainly hope everyone listening today, you're following the example that Joshua left behind and taking his words of wisdom to your to heart that you and your household are serving the Lord. If you have false gods, I know we have listeners outside North America, outside the USA, Get rid of those things. Get rid of those idols. You don't need them. You just need Christ. And we, in, in Christ, you're going to find refreshment for your soul. You're going to find peace for your soul. It doesn't mean life gets easier. Being a Christian, everybody in America thinks it's, it's ice cream and cake. And it's not. Being a Christian, uh, is it takes grit. It takes sand. It takes courage. It to do those things. And especially in nations where people are persecuted for believing in Christ. And occasionally we post on our Facebook page, you know, some of those articles and different things where people are being persecuted around the world for their faith in Christ. If if, if you need help, I, I will do my best to help you. I can't make big promises. I don't know where you're at in the world, obviously. But know this. We pray for our listeners every day. We pray several times a day for the persecuted church. And if you're being persecuted because you really believe in Christ and you're sick, you can hear him out, you own a Bible, your family's disowned you, I hope that you find comfort if you're listening today that we, we pray for you. We don't know your name but we pray for you. If you would like to, to support this podcast so that we can continue to broadcast for those uh, who are being persecuted, uh, please go to our webpage. There's a way of doing that. We don't ask for uh, money very often, and we really value your prayers. We are not sponsored or supported by any church group, the nomination, we are completely supported by individuals. And we have a few uh, that do help. We, we could always use more. And I, I've gotten several emails what know if we'd ever go uh, live and go on uh, YouTube live. And we've talked about it. We just don't have the equipment and the resources to buy that stuff. And I don't know, YouTube uh, has a way of getting rid of people who speak against... Uh, the, the current political uh, wind. So, again, I want to thank you for listening. I certainly appreciate that you've listened to this podcast. It, I certainly hope it's encouraging. I hope it helps you learn more about God and who He is. I hope that you can find a, a church group that is worshiping God in spirit and truth and complete truth. Uh, they're not just hung up on a few... Uh, verses, their favorite chapter, favorite topic, but they really are preaching the entire Word of God. 
and that's becoming harder and harder to find. Start a small group in your home or at the park or wherever you can meet comfortably and safely. Uh, do that. Where two or more are gathered, there they are. Again, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, please make sure you hit that like button and follow us so you get alerts uh, on your favorite podcasting app that we've released our weekly podcast. And, and be sure to download past podcasts if you've missed uh, any of those. And you can do that uh, on our webpage. Or I'm sure you can download those as well on your podcasting app. Again, uh, thank you for listening. May God bless you. And may he have the glory. Mm-hmm.